0: titled Darkness Has Its Day. Darkness Has Its Day. We're going to be in John chapter 12, so I invite you to turn along with us to John chapter 12 as we uh, find this passage from God's Word to guide us in our thoughts today around this candlelight service as we celebrate light coming into the darkness. And I, I heard about a guy who walked into a dentist's office one day uh, he didn't have an appointment and he just kind of sat down in the chair and he started talking to the dentist and said, I have a problem, doc. I, I get confused sometimes and I think that I'm a moth. And the dentist said, well, you know, I only work on teeth. It sounds like you need a psychiatrist. Why, why on earth did you come into my office? He said, well, you had the light on. <laughs> and, uh, and to do the man thinking he was a moth found his way in there. Well, a light in the darkness shining certainly draws moths in. But uh, a light can also be a symbol of hope. A light can draw individuals into a feeling, a sense, a yearning for hope. I've been kind of interested to see, even when you see across the land, uh, events happening, horrible, horrific events like mass shootings or something that would bring about great death. Individuals, no matter what their religious background might be, they come together and so often they do what we're going to do here in a few moments. They light candles. They celebrate with light that has this significance, this yearning of hope, this longing. And so, A light can be a symbol of hope. Like if you were lost in the woods on a dark night and you were trying to find your way. And you turned the corner and you saw a porch light in the distance. You would rejoice to see that light. If you were lost out at sea in the middle of the night and had no idea of where you were. You would rejoice to see the light of a ship on the horizon. In the midst of great darkness, light Tends to produce hope. It tends to draw us in, like moth going to a light. And services like the one that we're having here today appeal to us for the simple way that they combine the experience of driving away darkness with just a little light that we'll hold here in these moments. And this one particular service is here at Christmas time, on our calendar every year to remind us that Christ has come as the light of the world to drive the darkness away. And as we gather for this special Christmas celebration, I want to share with all of you some brief thoughts from this fourth passage uh, from the Gospel of John, really the third of four passages that we're looking at here in the Gospel of John through this Christmas season in this series that I've titled, He Has Come For Us. Four different places where Jesus explicitly talks about the reason for which he has come in John's gospel. And we're kind of walking through those knowing that this is the season. Christmas is the season when Christians celebrate the coming of our Lord. And so we want to remember, we want to understand, we want to celebrate the reasons for which Christ has come. And we're getting that straight from his lips as we go through this short series. And today we're going to find that Jesus said, I have come as light into the world so that everyone who believes in me will not remain in darkness. You see, without Jesus, we all find ourselves in darkness. And we've all experienced that darkness in a number of ways. Like we live in a world that is tainted by sin. And it's so evident around every corner. We experience sin ourselves. We struggle with this broken world. We struggle with our broken flesh. We struggle with the nature of sin that is within us. And we try to find our way. We try to find lasting significance. We try to find purpose and reasons behind why things are the way that they are. But oftentimes it's just tough for us to make sense of it all. And sometimes it just feels like we're groping around in the darkness. We may wonder, Ick, is there truly a creator behind all of this? And if so, why has he created me? Is there any hope beyond these failing bodies and these fleeting pleasures that I experience here and now? Is this all there is? We may wonder, is, this, is there even meaning, meaning to it all? And if we're left to our own devices... We seek out meaning and we value things uh, that ultimately come from people and philosophies and performance and activities. But we realize that even our greatest accomplishments, even our fondest heroes only remain here for a brief season before they fade away. Bad things can happen to good people and broken things interrupt good causes. And it can all seem to be so covered, so cloaked in darkness at times. Especially as we kind of think through this season that has been the year 2020 with all the pandemic complications spreading around. Full throttle, hateful and angry voices sounding off at one another, with every new newscast. And we may be prone to wonder, will darkness win the day? And if that's you, if you're struggling with these questions, if you're growing weary with the struggle of a dark and a darkening world, then I want you to hear the good news of Christmas. God has sent His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to bring us light It's a light which shows us God's heart. It's a light which gives us a sure and steady hope. And to a world of darkness, light has come. But don't just take it from me. Hear these words from the Lord Jesus in John chapter 12, starting in verse 44. And Jesus cried out and said, He who believes in me does not believe in me, but in him who sent me. He who sees me, sees the one who sent me. Here's this purpose statement, verse 46. I have come as light into the world, so that everyone who believes in me will not remain in darkness. If anyone hears my sayings and does not keep them, I do not judge him, for I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. He who rejects me and does not receive my sayings has one who judges him. The word which I spoke is that which will judge him at the last day. For I did not speak on my own initiative, but the Father himself who sent me has given me a commandment as to what to say and what to speak. I know that his commandment is eternal life. Therefore, the things I speak, I speak just as the Father has told me. Here ends the reading of God's word. And as we've just seen here in verse 46. Jesus declares that he has come as light into the world. That is one of the chief reasons why God intervened to make Christmas a possibility. To make Christmas happen. Is that the world needed light. And Jesus has come to be that light. That's consistent with what. Jesus reveals about himself elsewhere in the Bible, by the way. If you were to look back at John chapter 8, verse 12, for example, you would find that Jesus said, I am the light of the world. He who follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Then in John chapter 9, verse 4, we find who's saying, while I am in the world, I am the light of the world. And so I want you to know today that Christmas brings light. Not just in the strands of electricity you might see strolling across trees or in houses. No, Christmas brings the light of God to bear upon the darkness of our world. And as we take a brief look at this passage before us here today, I want to show you four reasons why we needed God's light. Here's the first. We needed God's light to show us God's heart. We needed God's light to show us God's heart. If you're on a virtual meeting, as so many of us have to be on today in our workplaces, and you lose communications with someone who's on that meeting, you might describe that individual saying, oh, he's gone dark on us. And when we can't see, when we can't communicate with an individual, there's a sense in which they're dark to us and... God didn't want his people to flounder around in the darkness of a broken line of communication with him. He didn't want us unable to understand what he's up to. And so God the Son took on flesh and came to earth to establish visible communications with mankind so that we would know his heart. Christ has come as the missionary to reveal God's gospel message to us in the flesh. This is how we know God's heart. Jesus makes it clear in verses 44 and 45 that he has come as God the Father's representative. Conveying the direct information that we need to know about God. And that's why he says, he who believes in me does not believe in me, but in him who sent me. And then he goes on to say, and he who sees me sees the one who sent me. And from first to last, Jesus reveals that he and his heavenly Father are one. In John chapter 10, verse 30, that's what he plainly declares. I and the Father are one. He will later reveal in John chapter chapter 14, verse 9, whoever has seen me has seen the Father. That is to believe in Jesus and to receive him as light, is speaking revelation into this otherwise confusing world in which we live. To do that is to believe in the almighty creator God who sent him. To believe in Jesus is to believe in God the Father. Let me say this another way. like If you don't have Jesus as your Savior, then you don't know God as your Father. As John would write in his letter, 1 John two twenty three, No one who denies the Son has the Father. Whoever confesses the Son has the Father also, John says. And if you want to know the heart of our God, if you want to know the heart of the one who sent his missionary at Christmas time, if you want to know the one who created you and what he desires for you, you won't be able to find that apart from God's light. The Lord Jesus Christ who has come to reveal God's heart for you. And there are many people who claim that they have a relationship with some knowledge of God, but they know nothing of Jesus Christ Some individuals will even say, I believe in God, but I don't believe in Jesus Christ. Well, if what Jesus is telling us in these verses is true, then I would argue that the history of our world, the very division of how we account for time, the very emptiness of the grave, testified to by the martyrs of the early church, tell us that what he is saying here is true. And if what he's telling is the truth, then believing in God without believing in Jesus christ is impossible the only way to have a relationship with god the father is through his son and that is the only way to know god's heart for you breaking the darkness about uncertainty in your creator's activity is to believe on the lord jesus And to believe on Jesus is to believe on God the Father. And to see Jesus is to see God the Father. That's the first reason why we needed God's light, was to show us God's heart. Next, we needed God's light to lead us out of our darkness. Jesus didn't come to inform us about the darkness we're in only doing that. He came to lead us out of the darkness that we're in. Like can you imagine being caught in the crevice of uh, a couple of rocks in a cave uh, and then being stuck in the darkness there with no light only to have a light-bearing rescuer to come to you and then say to you in that moment, man, you're really in a lot of darkness right now, only to just kind of abandon you, only to walk away, only to leave you stuck in the crevice in the darkness. Can you imagine being in that sort of situation? No, we expect a rescuer. We expect one who brings light into our dire situation of darkness. We expect that one to lead us out, to take us out of the darkness. And that's what Christ has come to do. And so he says in verse 46, I have come as light into the world so that everyone who believes in me will not remain in darkness. Why would anyone stay in darkness when he or she has the opportunity To find light. Well, we tend to like the darkness when we're trying to hide something. And some of you who are married couples or maybe you're dating singles, you might enjoy a candlelit dinner every once in a while. What makes a candlelit dinner more romantic? It's the darkness, is it not? Darkness hides our flaws. makes me look a little bit better to my wife, right? She can't see those flaws. And in the darkness, our wrinkles and our bulges and our defects tend to be hidden away. And sometimes that's the mentality we bring to the darkness of sin in our lives. We know that what we're doing isn't right, but we don't want to deal with the flaw, and so we remain in the darkness. If you're trying to conceal something, you don't want the truth exposed. If you're trying to conceal a secret sin, you don't want the light of Jesus Christ. Job chapter 12, verse 22 says, God reveals the deep things of darkness and brings deep shadows into the light. And that's one of the reasons why so many people steer clear of the message of hope that we find in Jesus Christ. He points out our darkness in order to lead us into the light. He makes us feel uncomfortable and he reveals our hidden motives and our secret sins. He shows us the darkness that we're in so that we'll realize our need for our rescue and then we might be let out of that. But not everyone wants to be let out. As Jesus declared in John three twenty. everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. That if we're going to be led to the light, if we're going to be led to safety, if we're going to be rescued from the darkness of sin, then we must be willing to have our deeds exposed. We must be willing to acknowledge our flaws and our wrongs. We must be willing to confess that we're stuck in the crevice of the cave of the darkness of this world, and that we need to be rescued. We can't just tell the rescuer, no, leave me alone, I've I've got this. We must confess that we are sinners if we want the rescuer of sinners, who is Jesus Christ, to lead us out of the darkness of sin. And it's common to encounter a child who is afraid of the dark. Like I've experienced that with all of my kids at some point. But the real problem I think we see far too often is adults who are afraid of the light they won't come to Jesus for fear that they'll have to let go of the darkness and reveal what they've been up to all along it has been wrong and maybe you're here today and maybe you're in a situation of prolonged darkness and you're fearful of coming to the light of Christ Maybe you're afraid that there's not enough light to cover all the darkness of things that you've done wrong. Maybe you think there's not enough hope to vanquish your own personal misdeeds. If that's you, let me just gently remind you that light is always more powerful than darkness. You see, a couple of years ago, Amy and I went on a field trip with our middle child, our daughter Ellie, as we went to the mountains, and we uh, took a stop by uh, the caves of Linville Caverns. And as we were there in those caves, we were led about by a guide who ultimately kind of led us deep into the cave and came to a point where she could turn off the lights that were kind of guiding the path down to that point. And when she turned that light off, you could imagine there was total Darkness, like darkness like you wouldn't experience anywhere else. But the guide had to tell us to do some things. like She had to tell us to take our phones and hide them away in our pockets. Turn off all of your flashlights. Why? Because in the deepest of deep darkness, even the smallest amount of light can make a huge difference. Even the smallest amount of light can drive away the darkness. Because light is more powerful than darkness. And let me just say, if you have a checkered background, if you've been an addict of sin, if you've wronged Almighty God with your thoughts and with your words and with your deeds, still you should know that God's light is strong enough to cover that darkness. His light has all the strength that it needs to pervade that darkness, to drive it away. And when Jesus declared that he is the light of the world over in John chapter 8, he followed that declaration up by saying, He who follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So what's it going to take to escape the darkness? You must believe on the Lord Jesus. You must yield your life to him. You must follow him if you place your everlasting trust in Jesus Christ as your Savior, if you orient your life to following Him as Lord, then He promises that you will have the light of life. You'll have all the light that you ever need to deal with the darkness of your past mistakes, the darkness of your past disappointments, the darkness of your past shame, the darkness of your past failures. Come to Jesus and leave that darkness in the past yes we needed God's light to lead us out of our darkness thirdly we needed God's light to save us from the coming judgment Jesus makes it clear that judgment is coming in verses 47 and 48 it will happen on the day of judgment this cataclysmic day on which all will stand before the great white throne of God and give an account and on that day God will exercise his righteous wrath against his creatures who sinned against him and have not received a cover for their sin. And the Bible makes it clear that none of us can stand on that day in our own strength. In fact, we all, in our default nature, stand condemned already. But when Jesus came as the light of the world, He didn't come in judgment. As he says in verse 47, I did not come to judge the world. Why then did he come? He goes on to tell us he came to save the world. And so what do we do with God's light? What do we do with the Lord Jesus Christ and what he proclaims? Our response to Jesus is now the litmus test test that determines what final judgment will produce for us. Jesus says here that if you reject him and you do not receive his sayings, then the word he has spoken will judge you on the last day. Now as the Son of God, Jesus didn't have to enter into humanity on that first Christmas in order to be the judge of the world. Jesus already had all that he needed to judge our sins. But if Jesus had not taken on flesh, then we would have no hope, not of judgment, we would have no hope of being saved. That is, Jesus did have to be born in the human family in order to be our Savior. And that's what he did. He left the glory of heaven as he came on this mission trip to show the heart of our God. And he was conceived in the womb of a virgin. He was born in Bethlehem as one of us, as you've heard in these scriptures, which are so dear to us as we think of the humility of our God responding to provide what is needed for us to be saved. And Jesus pressed on through this dark and fallen world, never committing a sin, living out perfect obedience to his heavenly Father's commandments. He did what no other man had done before and what no other man could do as he lived a sinless life. And then, though he knew no sin, he became sin for us on a cross. He died in our place. He bore the wrath of God upon his own humanity that he might become our substitute. And God made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. As we read in 2 Corinthians 5.21. So listen, is God holy? Yes. Does he punish sin? You better believe he punishes sin. But God's heart is such that he doesn't want you to face his wrath. He has an astonishing love that desires to see even you restored to him. He desires for you to be saved. And that's the reason for Christ's coming. So God the Father moved to make that a possibility. He desires for you to be saved. He poured out his wrath on his own son so that you might be saved from the coming judgment. The very fact that the Son of God has come into this world to pay the penalty of our sins is proof that God loves you and He wants you to be saved from this coming day of judgment. Have you received His love? Have you come to His light? Have you found the Rescuer who is Jesus? We needed God's light to save us from the coming judgment and finally... We needed God's light to tell us how to find eternal life. As Jesus once again makes it clear that he's functioning according to his Father's initiative and speaking his Father's command here in verse 49, he then gives us the substance of God the Father's command in verse 50 saying, his commandment is eternal life. What did God's light come to reveal to us? The Lord Jesus Christ has come to reveal to every last one of you, every last one of us, how we can have life even after our death. Life that escapes the darkness of the past. Life that escapes the darkness of the grave. And where is this life found? Jesus tells us so plainly that he is the way and the truth and the life. You want to find eternal life? Then follow the Lord Jesus. Out of your darkness, out of your sin, come out of the shadows and find the light of the world. Come for you to save you because Jesus is the way. So church, let's resolve to exalt the Lord Jesus with our lives and through this flock that he's called together, known as New Vision Fellowship. Let us resolve to see individuals drawn to him, The light of the world was lifted up on a cross so that whosoever might come and find life and light in abundance. If it means that our dreams and our plans and yes, even our lives need to step out of the spotlight so that His life can reign as the light of the world through us, then let us do whatever it takes to lift up the light of the world so that all can behold Him and believe in Him and find His mercy. And his grace. I heard about a painter who had painted a bleak looking painting. It was a painting of a blizzard in the dark of night. And over in the corner there was a cold and empty cabin. And the painter steps back to look at this bleak and dark sort of picture that he had painted. And he resolved that he wanted to make a difference in the painting. He wanted to drive away the sorrow and the sadness. So with a single dip of the brush into a buttery yellow sort of paint, he painted the window of that cabin so that it emitted a warm glow. And that cabin, which had once looked like such a cold and dry and lonely sort of place to be, such a dark place to go, suddenly became that which invited the individual lost in the darkness of the blizzard to find warmth and hope and fellowship and nourishment. Friends, that's what God has done in history that we celebrate here in this season god has ultimately dipped his brush and painted into the creation in which we live the light which draws us into fellowship and warmth and restoration and drives the darkness away have you come to that light Have you realized that God has intervened, that he stepped back looking at his creation and said it was not complete without his provision of that which was needed to save your soul? Have you come to Jesus to find mercy and forgiveness and healing from all the darkness of your past? Because I declare to you that Ultimately, Christ has come for us to provide that sort of light for you. And so, we can rejoice to know that darkness has its day because ultimately, darkness has been dealt with by the light of the world who we champion. So we're going to share now in a time where we Pass the light to one another. I'm going to ask our ushers to come forward who are going to.